Do you know that when you have discomfort or pain in your body, your spirit is actually trying to get your attention and tell you something? There is a way you can guard yourself from the energy of difficult, angry, or toxic people. And if you're having trouble with overwhelm, which seems to be happening more and more lately, that's what we're talking about on this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. Plus, there's a little surprise for you at the end, just after the interview finishes. So stick around to the end. Hi, I'm Ronnie Ann Ryan, your go-to intuitive coach bringing real talk to the mystical realm on the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. Feel like the universe or your spirit guides aren't delivering? Maybe you're confused by esoteric lingo or which healing method to try. Well, you're in the right place because who has time for confusion when you're trying to build a business, find love, heal and recover, or leave your partner or job? I'll turn that mumbo jumbo into clear, actionable steps that fit easily into your life. So buckle up, open that heart chakra, and let's cut through the cosmic fluff together, shall we? Good fortune favors the bold and those who aren't afraid to call it like they see it right here on the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. Hi, this is Ronnie Ann Ryan, your go-to intuitive coach. And before I get started, I just want to share about another podcast that you might like. The Stress Therapy Podcast, hosted by Sherry Flake, is perfect if you're stressed out, overwhelmed, overtired, or just over it. Feel like you've tried everything but aren't sure how to get all those stress relievers into your life for real and for good? It's time to start living now. Stress therapist Sherry Flake offers methods that actually work. With Sherry, you'll learn proven clinical methods and techniques like meditation and more to help with any stress-related problems. So check out Stress Therapy Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. In this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Christine Lang. Christine is a former attorney who became a medical intuitive, so this ought to be really interesting. She has a special gift to see people's energy and have conversations with their spirits. As a translator for each person's spirit, Christine helps clients receive clarity in how their stressors (laughs) resulted in the life they are currently living. In her lectures, podcasts, and interviews, and guest appearances, Christine shares the vast wisdom she has learned from the spirit world. She helps people understand how their physical symptoms are often messages from their spirit, guiding them towards healthier relationships, offering increased clarity, and inviting complete healing. Christine is also the author of The Body Whisperer, and she's going to be releasing a new book this year in 2024. So I'm so excited. Welcome, Christine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're going to have a really interesting conversation today, which I love. Something different. This is great. I haven't talked to a medical intuitive, so I'm very excited about this. Let's start with the obvious, which is, all right, how did you get from being a lawyer to a medical intuitive? Inquiring minds want to know. (laughs) Okay. So in my second year of law school, I developed terrible allergies and I just looked like I was crying all the time. My eyes were always streaming. My nose was running. And when I graduated law school, went to work as an in-house attorney for one of the big banks and my allergies followed me like a plague and I just got frustrated. It was before the days of the allergy meds they have now where you, they're non-drowsiness. So I was, you know, drinking diet Coke all day to stay awake because I was having to take Benadryl or walk around with a box of tissues. And I just said, that's it. I hit my limit. And I started studying what was then called alternative medicine, used homeopathic remedies and got rid of about 50% of my allergies. And Ooh, that, that right. I, know I was on the right track. 
then I made this connection between higher stress, worse allergies. So I started doing Tai Chi and yoga to just try to minimize my stress. And that helped a little. And so then I started studying Buddhism and developed a meditation practice and started meditating each day, which I was terrible at at first. And then eventually my Tai Chi instructor convinced me to get a, some Reiki training and to give energy healing treatments. And I wasn't so sure because I was a lawyer and I was very left brain. But I went and did it. And then before I offered a friend an energy treatment, I'd say, well, let me sit down and meditate to change channels in my brain, get out of my lawyer mode. And when I would do that, I would just hear a word or a phrase that pertained to that friend's symptoms. And I finally got up the nerve and mentioned it to the friend. And she's like, how do you know that? That just happened today. How do you know that? I haven't told anybody. And I thought, oh, wow, these are not random phrases. This is coming from the spirit world. I sat down in my chair and said, you know, who am I talking to? And my spirit said, welcome home and tears streamed down my face. And she's like, this is who you came here to be, get ready. And she started training me like three or four hours a day. I would sit in meditation and she would explain what I was starting to pick up on energetically in people. Wow. And she would say, you know, this is what it looks like when somebody's lungs are compromised. This is what it starts feeling like when somebody's getting pre-diabetic. And I just started feeling things in people's bodies. And then she would give me, you know, information about it. She taught me what she calls the trail of damage of how we internalize our stress and everybody internalizes their stress differently. And that trail of damage then leads to different sets of symptoms right. because of where we store stress in our body. As I started explaining to people, I'm not just giving you energy for your hurt shoulder. I'm also talking to you about what you're storing there. Their symptoms resolved. And then they told other people they knew and I had a practice and I abandoned the practice of law and started doing this 26 years ago. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's great to have that much background. There's a lot of people who are training in that now. Yeah. But if I were picking somebody, I might want to go to somebody like you because you've been doing that for 26 years. But oh my gosh, how did you deal with three to four hours of internal training a day? I mean, it would be, it'd be hard enough to get external training sitting there and listening to stuff. I can't imagine having to sit for three or four hours to listen and learn to something anymore at this point in my life. But that's a long time internally. I'm shocked you didn't shut down. How did you cope oh, well, with part, that? Part of why it took three or four hours is because I would shut down, right? If when okay. I'm, you know, how I would hear my spirit is to raise my energy up really high, higher than you typically would in meditation. And when I would think, wow, did I just hear that right? That doesn't make sense. Because what about the thing she taught me yesterday? My energy would drop down. And then I'd have to start over again and bring it back up. And so it was an up, down, up, down. It was like wearing a path down in the woods, right? And so now when I want to raise my energy up, it's, it's like an express elevator. It's super fast. But back then I was learning, right, to do it. And then I'd have to kind of start over again. So it was a lot of start over moments in, in those three or four hours. But I was like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, I can ask any question and get an answer. So I started asking like, why do bad things happen to good people? Why does this happen? Why do we have to get old? Why do people have wrinkles? Why? Yeah. Just, and she patiently answered every question. It was amazing. That's, that is amazing. Are you going to give us any insider tips on how to raise your energy? Because I'm always looking for new ways to do it. I, I have several ways that I use, but more can be good. Okay. So one of the things that I find that people who are having trouble raising their energy is that they don't have their energy coalesced and pulled together in, in the center of their body. So usually by 10 o'clock every day, our energy is very scattered. And you can think of it like tracing your thoughts and like, like there's a big bulletin board above your head and all the way outside of you. And you're like, oh, I got to call that guy back. And you're taking some of your energy like a push pin and sticking it over there. And then, oh, and I need to go buy dog food. And there's some energy that you stuck over there. So sometimes by the time people show up for a session, their energy looks like, you know, buckshot all around them. It's scattered all over. And so when they try to raise their energy up, it sort of falls off to the side. So the first thing that I think is really important when you want to raise your energy is gathering it all in the center of your chest. 
So you're, okay. you know, sitting and imagining you can, a lot of common technique is to follow the breath and your mind's eye, watch the air going in and out of your lungs because your energy will follow your focus. But in add to that, holding the intent to gather and pull in all the energy from around your shoulders, above your head, underneath your feet, pulling all the energy in from your energy field into the center of your chest and then pack it down like damp sand or a snowball and then try to raise that ball of energy up. And you're going to have much better success at raising your energy if it's held together in that way with that visual. Now, okay. you've made me really curious because when I raise my energy, I do the exact opposite. Really? Okay, tell me. So I imagine a spark of divine white light in the center of my chest. Yeah. And as I breathe, I allow it to rapidly expand. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm learning. No, no, this is a healthy debate. Okay. Can... I let it expand rapidly until I'm encompassed in the ball of white light. And then I go out past the earth, past the moon, into the solar system and the Milky Way to expand and become a part of everything. So okay. it's a very, very different process. And it might be that I'm achieving a different state of expansion or whatever than the way you're talking about it. So I'm curious what your reaction to that is. So you're doing you're doing something very, very different. When I when I think about raising my energy, it's to get a message from my spirit or somebody else's spirit. So I'm seeking to go directly up and out. What you're doing is becoming more one with the oneness. Yes. Right. It is a it is a state of being. Yes. And it is to have that feeling of expansion, which takes lots of pressure off your joints. It's really good for your body to be in that state of expansion. And it's good for you mentally and emotionally to kind of get out of being you and being part of the oneness. So there's absolutely a benefit to that. When doing that, you may feel a little more intuitive as you're more blended with the oneness, but to get messages from your spirit directly is more the process why I raise my energy. So, so I think we had two different goals. Well, actually, we have the same goal because what I say is when you're out in the cosmos and you're connected to everything, call in your soul, call in your higher self, call in all your ascended masters, your angels, your whole unhealed ancestors, mm -hmm. your spirit guides, they're all part of the cosmos. So I'm doing the exact same thing in a very different way. That makes me very curious. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think, I mean, I think both can work. I mean, I've taught oh, my absolutely. hundreds of students, but I think that it's, it is fascinating to go about it from kind of the opposite way. Yeah. Right? I, so yeah. I'm going to really try what you're talking about and try it your way and see what feels different because I never heard of that. That's fascinating to me. Well, there's more yeah. than one way to get to the top of the mountain. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. Um, but it's interesting because I've heard about that calling back and that's very shamanic also. Mm -hmm. The idea of calling back all the parts of your soul to be one again because we get scattered. I'm not new to that, but that's just so interesting. All right, so let's continue. Now you've got this packed down bowl of light. You're gonna push it up through your crown. Yeah, so, and some people will sit with it in the center of their chest or okay. they'll move it to their forehead and that your sixth chakra area, that's fine. It's different types of messages you'll, you'll get in these different portals or access points for your spirit. But this idea of connecting with your spirit the first thing that we all have to do, which is hard for, for us humans in the Western world, is to be calm and still. I mean, it's so, yeah. it feels so counterintuitive to create stillness in our life when our culture rewards busyness, right? And yes. rewards productivity. So it's hard when you feel like you have this whole pile of stuff to do to go, let me just sit and do nothing for 20 minutes, right? It, that's what your, how your brain orients to it. That idea of that willingness, right, to just give over, I think is really important to just, as you say, be open to whatever's going to come to you. 
you have to truly be open mentally and emotionally as well as as physically. Okay. Amazing. So you started doing that. You got your training. You started having clients. So I'm assuming your training has continued. Every day. Yeah. Every day. (laughs) You clearly learned how to talk to other people's spirits and then what? Like look at their body or tell me how that works for you when you're working with clients. So if somebody comes with a symptom, say they have low back pain, what I'm going to ask their spirit is what should we know about this? And we always start with the person's point of reference. So if she says, oh, well, my back pain started six months ago, that's our launching point. And her spirit may say, it was actually seven months ago. It was the week after she got fired. And here's what happened. And right. And then the spirit kind of fills in. But my job is sort of to be the translator between the person and their spirit. I always say it's like your spirit is sitting next to you speaking French and we're just having a three-way conversation. Our goal is to really expand your understanding of why that symptom is there and what you can do to resolve it. So I can put energy in and make it feel a little better right then, but our goal is to get rid of it completely because your body no longer needs that messaging system, Yes, right? I encourage people to see their body differently. You know, we were raised with Western medicine to see the body as this thing that sort of has to be beat into submission. And you have to take these supplements and these medications and these things. and, And we're always fighting with our body. And I have come to see the body now as this, this messaging center where your spirit leaves you messages. And if you can approach it that way, then when a symptom comes up, instead of being aggravated, you get curious and it keeps us connected to our body in a different way and helps us get those messages and figure out what's happening. And I actually made a guided meditation for your listeners that they can access, I guess, in your, in your podcast notes or something, we can send that out and they can use that guided meditation to get messages from their symptoms. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to listen. We'll put that in the show notes for sure. And I do a big blog post with every podcast so that I have your bio. The whole thing will come up as show notes. People can go to breatheloveandmagic.com and see the whole thing and listen there too. So let's talk about how crazy the energy is right now, if you don't mind, and what we can do about that. Because you know what's amazing that's going on in my little sphere, in my world, is so many people are overwhelmed that's not a normal state for me i don't normally end up in overwhelm but even i have crept into overwhelm and i'm like hmm how did i get here everybody's talking about how they can't take it there's too much energy there's too much shifting nothing like this all the sands are shifting and there's just so much overwhelm i have one solution which is grounding because Mm -hmm. you know when you're running around with one foot nailed down you really got to nail the other foot down, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because if you just ground those two feet, you can't spin any more. Yeah. It stops that horrible spinning thing. Even if you don't feel like you're spinning, you're just running around like a nut. So I bet you have way more, you know, well, options. I think, I think grounding is super important too. I also think being in nature, because how I describe that, that overwhelmed that's going on right now is there's this rapid expansion happening. So it's almost like energy coming like a fire hose pushing up underneath us, right? And and pushing us to expand, which is unnerving, right? It's it's very different. And our ego mind says different is bad, right? So we have these alarm bells that go off because we're used to things a certain feeling a certain way. And now there definitely is this feeling of intensity. And if you're feeling the energy of intensity underneath you all the time, it doesn't take much to throw you into overwhelm. So I think Mm. that grounding is important. I also think being in nature is important because nature adapts faster than we do. When you're in nature, if you're walking around trees, if you're sitting in your yard, 
nature's made peace with it before you have, I promise. <laughs> the nature is able to vibrate at that higher or more expanded rate, a lot more intensity, and just sort of absorb that and take that in. So it helps us, it helps model for us how we can be with that more intense energy. It absorbs some of it too for us, doesn't it? It does. It does. But like, I'll go out and, you know, pull weeds in my yard or repot some, some plants and do it outside. I feel there's a stabilizing effect because now I'm part of the woods that are around me, the trees that are around me that are absorbing that energy and also modeling how to be in it. Just a quick pause before sharing more mystical moments. Are you at a crossroads and unsure which path to take? Or in the midst of a life crisis or difficult life changes? Stop the guesswork and endless what ifs. I've been there. Know what I did? I asked the universe for a sign and it worked. Now I'm sharing my too simple to be true method with you. In my free audio program, How to Ask the Universe for a Sign, you'll learn the simple steps to receive a clear yes-no answer from the universe within just 24 hours. No more sleepless nights, just clear answers. Visit intuitiveedge.biz slash sign to claim your free audio program and start your journey to certainty today. And now back to the podcast. What do you do like right now in Connecticut? We actually had a snowstorm. Oh my gosh. Okay. We have like five inches of snow, so I can't do any weeding right now. Yeah. I would say even if it's too cold to walk, I just going and standing outside for five or six minutes and close your eyes towards the sun. Even if it's a cloudy day, closing your eyes and looking directly towards the sun, that the little bit of sunlight that gets through activates your pineal gland in your six chakra area. And that helps give you information. The, the sunlight has codes. It's like updates for your phone. Sun gives has updates all the time. And so that's another reason that being outside in nature helps us, but you don't have to go, you know, forest bathing. You can just stand out your front door for seven or eight minutes looking at the sunlight and you'll get sort of a reset. Yeah. I love that. I'm a sun girl and I wrote a whole ode to the sun one day. I have to look for it now. You're making me remember. <laughs> and when there's no sun for day, like we get a lot of white cloud, white sky days in mm -hmm. Connecticut, way more than it used to be. And when I have five or six of those in a row, I'm like, ah, you know, it's just too yeah. much for me. My ode to the sun is at the end of the interview. So stick around. But yeah, put me out even for five minutes in the sun. I want to be a sunflower. I point my face at the sun and I just feel alive again. Yeah, it's really helpful. It's really helpful to assimilate whatever energy you're dealing with and the earth is dealing with on that particular day. That's fabulous. Now, another thing you mentioned was shielding. Mm, yes. How does that play into, we talked about cleansing. We talked about connecting with your spirit to hear, but what's shielding? Tell me about, I, I do that too, but I want to hear your story. Yeah. So when you are having a conversation with somebody, whether it's over Zoom, whether it's in person, over the phone, you're trading energy back and forth. And obviously in person, you're trading the largest amounts. And with people you care about, you're trading the largest amounts. You know, the guy next to you in the grocery store who asks you to hand him a paper bag, you're only trading a tiny bit of energy with that person compared to one of your kids. But every conversation we have, there's energy going back and forth. And if there's negative energy coming from the other person, you're going to absorb some of that, particularly if they're frustrated with you and they're sending yes. it to you. And so shielding is a way of, you know, energy follows intent. So it's a way of using your intention to not absorb what they're sending you to form a shield, to form a block of that energy coming into your energy field. The easiest shield to do is imagine dropping a sheet of glass in between you and the other person. And now they can still hear you. They can see you. You can still kind of sparkle brightly and be smiling and sending positive energy to them. 
but you're getting protected from whatever negative energy is coming out of them. And even if they're not mad at you, they're just complaining because they got a ticket sure. that day, you're still going to absorb that. So dropping that sheet of glass is really helpful. Putting yourself in a protective bubble is very helpful. Yeah. Bubble away. All right? this, you know, again, the energy is following the intent. So if your intent is, I still want to be present with this person. I just don't want to absorb that then the universe is going to allow you that protection. Yeah. I've found that you can't just shield in general, like shield me from negative energy forever or shield me from negative energy whenever I talk to my boss because the universe rewards awareness and wants us to be paying attention to, is that person safe right now? What kind of space is that person in? And if we're allowed to kind of blanket shield, then we don't have to pay attention and the universe doesn't encourage that. Another thing that I used to do was somebody taught me to imagine there's a big zipper at my feet mm -hmm. and just grab a hold of it and zip it all the way up over my head as another way of, but that's, I think different. That's about closing off my energy more yeah. than shielding it. So, cause I'm thinking about empaths right now. So many yeah. people have this empathetic quality and, it, and that's another place where overwhelm really can take hold. Is it closing your energy field or is it shielding or is it, am I talking about the same thing? Well, I think it's different versions of the same thing. I mean, if, if somebody wants to zipper themselves in a, in a cocoon of sorts, they're shielding themselves completely, right? That's the equivalent to putting yourself in a bubble. But I recommend that you do things like that if you go to somewhere like a hospital or a police station, somewhere where there's tons of fear present. DMV, where there's lots of frustration present, right? So going to places where you know there's going to be, there's likely to be a lot of negative energy, then I you want to be as protected as you can. And you're not so worried about, still looking sparkly and, and having positive energy come out of you and be perceived that way. It's more about protecting yourself. So then I say, use the thing that makes you feel the safest. Okay. All right. I like that. That's good clarification. I want to give you an example about something. I went to this event where there was a woman who was a shaman, called herself a shaman. She was more a shaman practitioner, but mm -hmm. we won't split hairs. And she was going to do a presentation but she started by telling her story. And I have to tell you, this experience threw me off so bad. I went running to my chiropractor and like saying, please fix me. Oh no. It was pushed me totally off my game and over the edge. And so she was very wounded. And when she gave her presentation, she started at birth and I'm like, oh no. Oh no. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry you had a tough childhood. That led me to be very concerned about any shamanic demonstration she was doing. And at one point she was blowing Florida water at somebody to remove negative energies attached them or whatever. And I was sitting there, I was starting to freak out and, and the women at my table were freaked out. It wasn't just me. There were like 40 women at this presentation. We were all sitting at tables. We'd had just had lunch. And so I said, just put white light around you right now, just because that whatever she's blowing out of there, it's going to go to somebody. It's not going to just go off uh, on another journey of its own. Yeah. It's got a room full of people it can pick to attach to. So anyway, tell me a little bit about that. Like, why did that whole thing, and this isn't your job for me, I didn't hire you, so, but like, why did I get so thrown off? It was such a bad presentation, but my reaction was stronger than what was going on. It seemed. I don't think your, I don't think your reaction was out of bounds. I think oh, that, thank you. I, think, I think it was a classic wounded healer where somebody, just like people who become therapists because they're trying to understand their own crazy selves, right? Yeah. And And that can happen. You know, I think that, there are people who want to feel empowered. And the hit I get on the intuitive sense I get on this for you is that that woman felt very, very disempowered by her childhood. And so she wanted to compensate by compensate. feeling very powerful. 
And so when your desire to be powerful is coming from that place of woundedness, you're not in alignment with the universe, right? You're not doing it from your place of healing. You're doing it from a place of compensation. And then, you know, you've got, you've got distortion. And so as soon as she's telling you this story, you have a somatic experience, which is your body pulling away, pulling away, pulling away. And that's your spirit trying to warn you. Right? Oh, no, no, sure. no, 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 no. This is not good. Danger, Will Robinson, danger. Right. And so, I mean, though, to be honest, if I'd been there, I probably would have gotten them left the room at that point. Because I'm, as soon as you know, somebody isn't, isn't doing I something know. that's in your highest good, you then give yourself permission to honor that. I was at a presentation recently where some people came in in New Orleans and they did a whole presentation on voodoo. And they said, we're just going to open a portal and call on our ancestors. I'm like, the hell you are. And I was out of there so fast. And my leaving gave three other women permission to leave too. And they're like, you know what? We're so glad we saw you leave because we didn't feel comfortable either. And I was like, I look like Ghostbusters coming in out of the ceiling. And I was just like, oh, no, no, no. They didn't feel ill intention, but they didn't, they felt less wise than us. Why would we be calling them in? Right. Well, so just because people are dead, doesn't make them any smarter. Honestly, exactly. Just, exactly. You know, they're still learning on the other side. So that's why I always say whole and healed ancestors, not just any ancestors. Exactly. And I've had experience with the other kind of ancestors. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, thank you for that because that's very reassuring and I appreciate your takeaway on that. I went to see Elizabeth Claire Prophet, I think her name was, and this was in the 80s. And I went to see her in New York City and it was at a big spiritual event where there were a lot of speakers. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but mm -hmm. she eventually ended up creating a bunker and having guns in it or whatever. She went over oh the gosh. deep end. I know. Oh, definitely over the deep end. But anyway, I didn't know about that stuff. And I just read some of her stuff and it was so great and blah, blah. So she's standing at the front of the room and she's got robes on and she's got like a big shepherd, fancy shepherd hook thing. And I'm like, what are we doing here? And they started doing this chanting. Now I am a sound person. I love chanting. I love singing. And I listen to YouTube and I listen to, you know, all these different things i love kundalini yoga chants and that was not what this was she was doing some bizarre chant and i thought no and i looked at my girlfriend i'm like we have to leave right now she goes but we just got here and we paid i don't care so we're we are done. leaving and we were up near the front it was really embarrassing to walk out but i'm like i cannot i don't know what she's really calling up but i don't want any part of it yeah, thank you. For you have to honor your body's knowing on that stuff. You definitely <laughs> have to honor that. Oh, I don't know. That was crazy. When you're working with people, you also talked about getting curious about the body and looking at the body in a different way. And I'm wondering if you can give us just like one or two examples of situations where people were having symptoms. Well, I can give you some examples. So right. I have had numerous cases of women who are plagued by chronic bladder infections. And one of the, the things that that symptom tends to mirror for people is when they get literally pissed, right? When they're irritated at someone and they don't feel like they should be, or they can't give themselves permission to be. Well, I'm sure she was trying her best, or I'm sure, you know, it's my business partner and she means well, or it's my sister and she's always been that way, or... You know, there's different things that they talk themselves out of giving themselves permission to, to voice how they feel or to advocate for themselves in some way. And so they store that frustration and tension in the body and it ends up as chronic bladder infections. And so when I've worked with those clients, whether we use journaling or speaking into a tape recorder or speaking to themselves in the mirror, different things that allow them to voice what is happening for them and speak their truth, not necessarily to the other person, but first to themselves. And then once they get comfortable speaking to their their truth and what it really is, 
then they decide how they want to handle it going forward. And their spirit gives them advice on how to navigate the tricky waters with that other person and their chronic bladder infections go away. And I have numerous clients who just, they don't have them anymore and haven't had them for many, many wow. years. That's pretty awesome. And then if in the case of one of those clients, she like 10 years later got a bladder infection and she knew from working with her spirit how to trace that back. Okay, what is this about? She sort of got quiet, went into her body, took her awareness to her bladder and said, okay, what are you trying to tell me? And she right away got the message of, oh, this is about you know my girlfriend, Sally, and the awkward conversation we had yesterday. And she figured it out and it resolved on its own and she didn't, didn't have to take antibiotics. And that sense of empowerment of working with your body and how it's always trying to help you get into better alignment with your own spirit and your own higher goals, that is a sense of relief and empowerment in and of itself. Yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> what else would you like to tell the listeners? Okay. I would say if you're interested in all of this, my website is christinelang.org. And I have numerous classes on, on shielding and cleansing yourself that are really inexpensive, that are easy each month to join into. I know the one-on-one -on -one sessions with me can be hard to book because I tend to book out quite a few months, but you're always welcome to join any of the other classes that I offer, both in energy healing and in learning to hear your spirit. All those things are just, they change your life. They change how you orient to your physical symptoms, but all of your stressors, your relationship challenges, your challenges with money. All of those are, are different things. Those, those points of tension for us are areas where the universe is trying to get our attention and help us grow to the next level of expansion on that topic. So you, in some of your classes, you teach how to do that for yourself? Yep, yes. To me, I, I do something called small group sessions. And sometimes we'll have a small group session where seven or eight people will show up and they're all trying to figure out how to make their business go to the next level. I'm like, okay, then I'm going to channel everybody's spirit and my guides. And we're going to get information on where are each of your money block. And so we'll end up spending the, the, you know, two hours talking about where each person is blocking themselves and why, and how do they, how can they give themselves permission to earn more money? What are the things that are in the way? And people will hear channeled information for one person and go, oh my God, that's the same thing for me. My dad used to say that phrase too. So it's always interesting to me who shows up in those smaller, you know, group sessions, because there's no coincidence there, right? Right. Oh, I signed up for this one and I changed the date to that one. And now I'm in one where everybody has the same issues I do, right? It, it, I just let the universe sort all that out. Yeah, there's there's a number of different ways to get that information. And it's interesting to me how clever our spirits are and how they set us up that way. And how does it work? Are people good at picking up the information and able to tune in? Like a lot of people are more connected to their intuition now than they ever were, even if they don't Agreed. know they are. But I'm Agreed. just curious about how they pick it up. Yeah, I think I've seen in the last two years, people are getting better and better at getting messages from their spirit. The whole population didn't just get smarter in two years, right? I think part of this expansion and intense energy that we're feeling is actually making that possible for us. Yeah, they talk so, about thinning of the veil. Yep. Yeah. So I think it is it is in support of us being more connected to our intuition so that we can be led more from our own inner knowing and less from external sources. All right. Well, I'm tempted to ask you for one more example. Like, give me one blow away example. Okay. So I have a guy who I worked on years ago and he had a pain in his lower right abdomen and he'd forgotten about it, I guess, because he kept having chest pains for three or four days. His wife was taking him to the ER every night and they're like, nothing, no heart attack. We know it's all the classic signs. It just must be stress. It must be having, you know, anxiety attack. And he's like, my husband's ex-military. He's so not the anxiety attack type. I mean, he just, he's so calm. And so finally on the, on the fifth night, they brought him to my house. It was a friend. 
They brought him to my house. And when I, I put my hands over his chest, I didn't get anything either. I'm like, your heart feels fine. So I said, let me just see what else I can pick up. And and then my spirit said, feel his, near his right hip. And when I put my hand there, I'm like, oh, this there's a lot of fear here. And he said, oh yeah, I did have some pain there a couple of weeks ago. I forgot about that. So that's when his spirit kind of upped the ante, right? And moved it to chest pain. I said, well, tell me about this. What comes up when I put my hands over this? And, and he said, oh, I'm, you know, that's right where my dad had cancer in his intestines and died from it. And I said, when did all this start? And he said, two weeks ago, when I turned 61, oh, which is how old my dad was when he died of that. Oh, amazing. Once he realized that, that he was the same, he had just turned the same age that his dad was when he died of that, I said, then you realize how much fear you're subconsciously carrying in that part of your body that you're going to die the same way. And when we talked and he released that, I was able to put positive energy there, healing light in that same spot, and his chest pains went away and never came back. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> That yeah. is a great story. I'm so glad I asked you. Well, thank you so much, Christine. This was really interesting. I learned a lot. And, I, you know, of course, I want to sign up right away. So <laughs> I'm just so fascinated. You have a lot to offer and you have a great command of the energy, which I yeah. appreciate because it's obvious when you're in the presence of someone who really knows what they're doing. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, and your time with us today. Thank you for having me. Before I wrap up this episode, I thought I would share the Ode to the Sun because I found it. So here we go. Ode to the Sun. Rising ball of golden light, I welcome you. I pay homage to your fiery brilliance and omnipresent power. Thank you for shining your light, growing our food and resources, and healing the earth. Thank you for warming my skin and bringing joy to my heart. Thank you for lightening my spirit after too many great winter days. I appreciate you. I honor you. I am grateful for you. Please visit often and remind me that you are ever present, sharing your vital life force energy, whether in view or not. So there you go. Ode to the sun in case that warms your spirit. Enjoy. Thank you for joining me in this sacred space on your journey to clarity and spiritual growth. If you're at a crossroad in the middle of a life crisis or challenge, try intuitive coaching or book an intuitive or past life reading at intuitiveedge.biz. Enjoyed our time together? Please rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend to spread the magic. Until next time, this is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Music.